show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to a late night episode of Five Stripe Weekly, joined by Mark, and it's a dominating win by Atlanta United, as they should be, I think, uh, taking care of business in the U.S. Open Cup third round against Chattanooga FC, and 6-0, pretty convincing, I would say, Uh, but like I said, (laughs) it's against a team that we should be beating. Uh, This convincing... I think it's a good sign. Uh, would we have bet maybe six goals? Probably not. But uh, definitely it was good entertainment. And I think it's something that's sorely been needed from a side that's been struggling to find the back of the net. But uh, yeah, Mark, what were your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I mean, coming off a pretty frustrating draw against Cincinnati, where they actually did create a lot of chances. Uh, in fact, it was their highest uh, XG game of the season. Um, and so, you know, I think they got some of that frustration out versus uh, Chattanooga. Unfortunately, they were the ones who were just so happened to be here on the night. But um, no, I think it was uh, important, I think, uh, for the confidence of the team. I think for the confidence of individuals as well. Um, you know, like uh, Dwyer certainly, you know, like to see him. So the header is it's a good header. Um, you know, it's a difficult finish. Um, the the rocket, of course, is is class as well. Good to see Aruju back again. Well, you know, he had an appearance versus Cincy, but he got more time tonight. Scored that beautiful goal. Um, you know, uh, Hernandez got on the score sheet. And I was happy for Gutman as well to you know have that moment to get the assist. Uh, so you know, I think overall, yeah, just like just something that I think uh, the group needed. Um, and I mean, you know, yeah, it's a team. It's at a point that you should beat, but we've seen some upsets in this round already. Uh, we saw some MLS teams go out last night. Uh, Charlotte went to uh, extra time with Greenville. So you know, like if you don't take it seriously, I mean, you can get found out. So I'm glad that uh, we you know put it away early and then kept going. You know and um, I thought Pineda used the match well to, uh, you know, give certain guys minutes. We saw Ibarra play the whole match. Um, you know, Amada came on. Mulraney played the whole match. Uh, you know, mentioned Arusha before. So, um, Dijon, I think, was first appearance of the season, right? Like, I don't remember yeah. seeing him before. So, you know, I think, and like for the goalkeeper, you know, like, Obviously, the circumstances in which Shuttleworth's coming in uh, is not ideal, but, um, you know, it's a good first match, I think. Uh, you know, one way, you wouldn't expect him to get tested too much, but he did have to make a couple saves um, and, you know, you know, get a little bit comfortable back there. So, yeah. um, I think, obviously, overall positive, 6-0. You know, you're not, there's nothing, like, really negative to talk about in terms of the play anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a pretty flawless night uh, overall. I mean, Shuttleworth, uh, talking about him. Uh, yeah, I think good to get him a clean sheet uh, in his first start. Uh, he did go down well to his right uh, for a save uh, Yeah, in the 46th minute in the first half. Uh, and yeah, definitely, I think, yeah, the goals by uh, not only Hernandez, uh, which he always 
tries to, like he pops up in those good spots to score goals for us a lot of times. It's uh, quite good. Also, Marcelino Moreno getting on the score sheet from the penalty. Uh, it yeah. did seem a. I mean, it's good that he was able to atone for the penalty miss, which I think had a lot to do with uh, Alec Can knowing Marcelino Moreno really, really well from uh, you know penalty practice. I'm sure because that's right. just how it goes. But uh, Marcelino Moreno taking that uh, that penalty. I mean, over Dom Dwyer, who was on uh, you know a hat trick. I think. He, it's uh, you know, I guess uh, Marcelino Moreno, uh, he really needed that, and uh, so you know that's a good thing, I suppose, and especially when Dom Dwyer, uh, you know, is already on the score sheet a couple times, like you were saying, uh, yeah, really, really good header. Uh, to be able to direct that from the front post to the back post is, yeah, like definitely a skill uh, mm-hmm. that's you know, I think bit a bit difficult. To, uh, you know, for a, a lot of players, but yeah. uh, he showed some good target forward play, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in this match because he held up the ball well as, you know, well as involving other players. He had the right. assist for Adaruju. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, uh, you know, Miles Robinson got on the uh, assist part of the uh uh, the sheet as well by assisting Lennon going on a little bit of a walkabout and then uh, you know Lennon with his worm burner so it was uh, yeah I think all in all getting those guys on the score sheet uh, definitely I think bodes well for the team in building some confidence uh, you know getting some momentum kind of going forward and uh, I think it was uh, very good from uh, Gonzalo Pineda and being shown in social media, pretty much showing uh, and you know telling his uh, his team that yeah, like you guys, uh, you know we have six games to play. This could be the first of them, or it could be the last. And I think that's like very very good motivation there. That uh, I think mm-hmm. gave some good motivation for the squad. And, uh, I mean, kind of speaking about that uh, motivation in a way, I mean, maybe not a person that's going to be rah-rah, but Miles Robinson wore the armband again, and it's going to be interesting. It seems like he might be the guy going forward. We'll kind of talk a little bit more about it, but uh, he did wear the armband for this match. Uh, I think, you know, I had him in, uh, in the starting 11, but... I think it's very interesting. I mean, uh, you know, he is very much like, uh, besides Guzan, uh, I mean, yeah, like he's one of the, the stalwarts of this club, you know? So, and I think the club have uh, gone, you know, I think the club have shown us that really, you know, I think they have maybe not gone to great lengths, but they've done things. So, for example, like you can see how Miles is. Uh, becoming the face of the team or one of the faces of the team in terms of like the kit reveals right he's uh, been in the past couple ones um you know on the social media posts on the advertisements right you're seeing more and more of him and uh and also and i think this is significant to this as well he's a member of uh black players for change and uh you know and that's it's not there are quite a number of players but it's not every player necessarily it's representatives right and so i think he does have that bit of uh maybe like 
I guess experience with leadership, um, you know, and like coming into that as well, you know, I think in general, uh, you know, with the profiles that have been done on like his his background and his family, right? Like I think all of that uh, kind of goes into the character that Miles Robinson is and what makes him, I think, a good choice for captain uh, at this moment in time. You know what I mean? Like he's been here long enough. You know, he's what dropped he's been a pro for five years now you know what i mean and so yeah, going um, on six well this is his sixth year in that sense and uh right yeah, you know uh definitely one of the longest tenured if not the longest tenured player because exactly. uh he was drafted in the super draft he uh, right. was on the team before Bracuzan. and uh so you know a good bit of trivia there as well so it nice. is yeah i mean it does make sense to a degree but, um, yeah, before we get into that uh, too much, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. basically the 6-0 win uh, expected, but good to see, you know, the uh, the level of play and them take it seriously. And so it is, yeah. it shows that there is some depth in this squad, uh, yeah. especially, you know, the kind of skill that was on display tonight. I mean, Luis Ararujo, uh, I think <laughs> the standout in terms of that uh, that class. I think, of course, Thiago Almada uh, looked class as well when he uh, burst past a couple of guys in traffic okay. and um, you know was able to, um, I think, get a shot off that with his left foot. Also, uh, you know, if he had put that on goal, would have been pretty good. But Ararujo, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the the chip. Yes, of course that's class. But uh, I was oogling on Twitter about that uh, that back heel. That mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when he's you know seemingly in trouble, going you know back towards our goal, and he uh, no look back heel to find Mulraney, like spot on pass too. It's right. uh, just a level above, and I mean Adaruju. Ah, uh, it's uh, very exciting, uh, you know, to see him back in the squad. He's just like pressing wise, the energy, the work rate. Like, yeah, it's just something that. Uh, yeah, hopefully he can stay healthy. This guy is just so so good. But he's a game changer for us for sure. Absolutely. Um, just real quick, you know, what I would say, I mean, you know, for players, obviously, like Arujo and Almada, like, you can't replace them, right? And so, obviously, uh, you know, when they go out of the lineup, it does present uh, a challenge for the managers. But I just, I, uh, I think what we're, we're seeing more of, at least in these past two games, are, you know, more of that chemistry that we've been wanting to see, uh, more of that sharp play. Um, you know, there shouldn't be such a drop-off uh, when, when the backups come in. And I think we, you know, like you said, we saw some good play from some players who uh, who are not necessarily regulars. And so I think that bodes well definitely going forward and really for a U.S. Open Cup run. Indeed, yeah, because uh, yeah, to be able to play on multiple fronts, you need the depth. And it seems like, uh, yeah, at the very least in this early round that we had the goods. So it's good. But, uh, yeah, definitely something that is of note was the sparse crowd. And guilty, I did not go. Mark did not go. But uh, you know, I think it is—it's uh, very interesting. I think the reasons for a sparse crowd—I mean, it boils down to this: the product for Atlanta United has not been as good. You know, in yesteryear, when 
in 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, those were definitely, you know, momentum was uh, on the upward trajectory. Uh, the pandemic definitely has something to do with, I think, yep. the, um, you know, I think people started to prioritize things. So, yeah. you know, it is one of those things where this uh, weekday match in yesteryear would have been pretty packed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty lackluster crowd tonight. What are your thoughts on why it was so sparse? Yeah, I mean, so, like, you know, I think the most, I think, like, the surface level, you know, arguments for that, right? So, uh, yeah, it's a weeknight, driving up to Kennesaw. I mean, like, that's one of the main reasons why I didn't go. It's just driving up to Kennesaw and back on a weeknight would be hell. Um, And then, you know, some other personal reasons as well. But, yeah, I I mean, I, I have to agree that the product isn't quite what it was in 2018. And honestly, like, the overall uh atmosphere enthusiasm around the team is definitely not what it was four years ago um you know i'm sure there are different reasons for that as well and i think it should be noted that league-wide all right uh tv ratings uh crowds haven't really been uh quite of what they were pre-pandemic now of course you have okay so like charlotte's new for example right and so they're doing well in that regard you know it's you know in that sense it's it's fresh there but uh in other cities i mean even you know newer ones like Atlanta united or maybe lafc like it doesn't seem like the crowds are quite there so uh i think there's a number of reasons as to why uh the crowd was so sparse i was surprised at quite as how sparse it was um as uh you know as a friend pointed out on twitter like you know in the past a lot of people from the other from surrounding areas from kennesaw and other areas that are close by would you know would usually make it a point to come out to a match uh at fifth third bank because you know maybe that's closer than mercedes-benz but it's uh obviously that did not come into fruition so i mean i think for a number of reasons interest across the board is down and so i think the crowd tonight is just a reflection of that yeah i mean it's a microcosm i think yeah like you're saying i think uh one of the biggest things is how crappy the tv deal is uh, oh god for most of the clubs in mls and when they're not even helping themselves it basically makes it very very difficult like most of the fans cannot watch the game uh, most of the fans were wondering where it was. Uh, that was one of the first questions on social media that I was answering all night. So, like, if I have to play basically the person that is uh, essentially marketing marketing the the product to the fans, yeah, there's a problem. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's literally easier for me to watch every Premier League team than it is my local MLS team. That doesn't make sense, dog. Yeah, it it uh, is perplexing. It's something that they need to fix. I plead with them to fix it, and uh, yeah, I mean they can't do it soon enough. Like it's, it's just straight up. Like yeah. if if it happened tomorrow, I would still be like, "What took you so long?" <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, so we'll move on. Uh, good results. Uh, definitely good performance. It's taken with a grain of salt. Uh, but, you know, use that momentum. Bring it to the next match, which is 
Sunday against Inter Miami FC or CF rather. And we'll have that preview for you later on in this episode. But uh, into the news. So Brad Guzan, he did have surgery tonight or today rather uh, earlier today on Wednesday. And uh, he said on Instagram and uh, Twitter, he said, step one to fix my Achilles is now done and my recovery starts now. Thank you for all the messages of love and support. And just know I will come back from this. Thank you to Dr. Simbus and everyone at Piedmont Health for your care. And uh, so, yes, definitely speedy recovery to Goose. Yeah, definitely uh, would like to see him come back from this and not end his career on something like, you know, France. Uh, just very saddening. But, uh, yeah, getting into that armband talk. So, Gonzalo Pineda, that he said, so, Miles Robinson, he wore the armband tonight, but... For all intents and purposes, Brad Guzan is still the captain, uh, and he still will be in the locker room at matches and will be a key part of the culture of the team. I mean, he does also uh, coach the unified team as well. He is a right. big part of this whole club. Uh, and this was uh, uh, this tweet, at least, uh, was courtesy of Sidney Hunt. But, uh, yeah, he also added that Robinson's longevity with the club, along with his U.S. men's national team experience, uh, played into his selection as captain tonight, along with his reliability and work ethic. He said, quote, the fans feel represented by their captain. And uh, center back Alex DeJohn, he also said that Miles Robinson's reaction to being named captain before the match was essentially, all right, let's go. Uh, he said, he's not a man of many words, but he's a leader by example. You just vibe off his energy on the field. Yeah, definitely, you know, Miles Robinson isn't known for uh, a ton of words, isn't known for a guy that's, uh, you know, um, kind of inspiring others by his speeches or anything like that. But maybe this is a right. step in that direction. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's getting him uh, to think in that mode. So, uh, you know, and I mean, good. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, locker room has multiple leaders, you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, the captain isn't like the be all and end all of that. And so, yeah, of course, like I, I would assume that like of the leaders in the locker room, you have Miles, uh, Joseph when he's, you know, available. Um, of course, we know Guzan, you know, is um, Sosa, perhaps, you know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, you know, like I think that, yeah, it, you know, he doesn't have to, yeah, obviously, like, there's room for him to grow, you know, especially, you know, as a person, there's always room to grow, but, um, you know, he doesn't have to wholesale change necessarily to be something that he's not for, you know, to wear the armband, you know what I mean? So, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's in good hands. Yeah, and I think, yeah, you know, Bobby Shuttleworth as well is a player that has a lot of veteran experience. Uh, Of course, Alex DeJohn, he's played around the league and in Europe. There are other guys that have the, uh, I think maybe the leadership skills vocally to be able to offset more Miles Robinson's kind of lead by example type of, uh, you know, the way that he would probably wear this armband. But uh, moving on from that, Ozzy Alonso, anyway, uh, he... uh, posted on Instagram saying week one after the surgery uh, the knee looks fine with a little like uh, okay or I guess okay emoji Um, so knee looks okay Um, 
but yeah, I mean, he basically, one week after that, uh, he looks like he's in good spirits, so, uh, you know, definitely, I think uh, it's a good sign, you know, one of those uh, where, uh, I'm not sure we saw that after Joseph Martinez, to be fair, uh, after he got his, uh, his surgery, so it is, uh, you know, a good sign that he did already post something on social media so right. uh, hopefully that uh, he's feeling good it seems like he is but that's it for the news and it gets us to the match preview and Sunday at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale uh, it's the 24th at 1pm it's a very early kickoff probably one of the earliest that I think we've almost ever had have we ever had a noon kickoff i don't think we have but i don't think so but it's this is hella early uh and yeah you know uh i guess we'll have the rest of the day i guess to uh you know do other things what are those what are those other things besides Atlanta united right what <laughs> but, i joke but uh the in terms of inter miami they have made a lot of moves wholesale moves even uh, but Blaze Matuidi, he, uh, he he was pretty much kind of paid not to be on the team, essentially. Um, and so there's that. Rodolfo Pizarro, uh, he uh, you know he also left. Uh, Lewis Morgan, he was shipped off. LGP, he was also uh, you know shipped off on loan anyway to River Plate. Of course, playing with uh, Ezekiel Barco. Uh, and, yeah, you know, other players including Nico Figal, Julian Carranza, Kelvin Leardom, Christian McCurry, Ryan Shawcross. I mean, it's, yeah, they house cleaned like crazy. And uh, But they did bring in Gene Mota, Leonardo Campagna, and then, of course, DeAndre Yedlin, who, uh, yeah, who uh, is a guy that uh, I think if you're familiar with MLS and the U.S. Men's National Team, uh, you definitely know this fullback. And, I mean, yeah, he apparently has been playing pretty decently for them as well. But, uh, yeah, they're on a little bit of a run. Three wins in a row, beating New England Revolution, Seattle Sounders, and Miami FC in the U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday. So, I think it's time for us to uh, ruin their run and basically uh, put them in their place because their place in the standing so far is pretty low. And, you know, they are on a good run, but it doesn't mean uh, they won't run into a buzzsaw in LA United. But uh, it is hopefully uh, the case that it can happen. Um, but yeah, you know, there is the thing where, uh, yeah, they still do have Gonzalo Higuain. Uh, so he will be a, uh, a dangerous player for them. Probably their most dangerous player, I would say, that, um, you know, in uh, in the lineup. But, uh, you know, I, I, do you have any thoughts on this project so far, Inter-Miami? And it's just kind of comedy, obviously, because they've been billed, uh, you know, largely off of them being David Beckham's team and they have not lived up to the potential. 
Yeah, where is this game being played? Fort Lauderdale? Like, I mean, first and foremost, right? right. And, you know, it's that's not a surprise. It's not, despite MLS wanting a team to be in Miami and New York, for that matter, it's always going to be difficult. And, you know, so there's that, right? Uh, the roster build has been a joke. I mean, the fact that all those players you named, uh, especially Pizarro and Blasmatuidi, like, they were big-time acquisitions and for them to like not even last a year essentially i mean like basically one season and then you're redoing the whole thing it's a joke it's a joke it's just such a i think it is a poor reflection on the league a bit as well um you know especially they they've definitely they definitely forced this through a bit and uh now i mean like i'm looking at this lineup i don't even recognize these guys except for Iguain and yedlin like Ooh, is they they stay i mean they had one point before their last two wins right so they had like one point from their first four or five matches like that's awful mm-hmm. i don't know man i yeah. don't know <laughs> i mean uh i of course uh i have a small affinity for kieran gibbs of course uh him being a former arsenal player uh but otherwise i mean it's one of those things where yeah, Gibbs is done, unfortunately, too. So <laughs> that's why he's there. Uh, it's it's definitely like they are, I, I believe anyway, they're using an international spot on Kieran Gibbs. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Not wise. And that's why most of the predictions, uh, at least rider wise around MLS, has them finishing maybe as high as eighth. But definitely 13th near the wind spoon, essentially. Uh, and yeah, you know, hopefully we can ruin this good run that they're on. But let's get into our starting 11 that might ruin their run here, hopefully. Uh, but of course, now it's Shuttleworth in between the sticks. Uh, and who do you got for that back line? Yeah, um, I got Lennon, Robinson, Campbell, and Gutman. Uh, Lennon's been the starter right back for the past few league matches, and so I expect that to continue. Um, Campbell as well. Uh, I mean, you know, he's been getting the he's been getting the call from Pineda. Um, you know, last match, you know, versus Cincinnati, had a couple of shaky moments, but um, I guess it's possible that uh, Franco starts. There's always a possibility, but. I think he'll roll with Campbell for this one. And, I mean, no reason for Goodman to be dropped. You know, another solid performance tonight. Um, yeah, definitely the first choice left back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, Wiley, in terms of uh, some of the other players, the uh, why, you know, in terms of Conway as well, why they weren't involved in this match, they apparently uh, trained separately. And so, yeah, Goodman was maybe a surprise, but he did play very well, as he always does, I think, so far. And, uh, yeah, I mean, played a majority of the match. Now, Campbell, uh, yeah, I think also, likewise, will get the start over Franco because of uh, the slight, maybe, injury to Alan Franco uh, mm-hmm. that he's still coming back from. But, uh, yeah, add the same back line into midfield. Uh you know, Sosa didn't start, so I think he will get the nod here. Abara played the full 90, so highly unlikely he would. Mm-hmm. Sadich did come off early, and especially with our lack of midfielders, I don't think Hyman's going to start 
even though he played a little bit like it's right yeah it's a big ask to for him to have just come back from the ACL injury to start this match I think so I think Sadich does persist as the other midfielder what about you yeah, I have the same, uh, and I guess we have the same shape of uh, four, two, three, one. But uh, yeah, with that in mind, I think that Sosensadic makes sense as uh, the pairing. Uh, obviously, you know they'll do the double pivot, protect the back four, um, especially on the road. You yeah. know, it's going to be important. Yeah, yeah, because Mateus Hasetu, uh pretty much uh, with that hamstring strain. Uh, right. Not sure about the you know grading of that strain yet, but uh, I would imagine the same timeline for. Uh, Luis Adaruju would be the same for Hosetu. Uh, but speaking of uh, Adaruju, anyway, uh, yeah, I think he starts at right wing for us. Uh, yeah, do you think so too? Yeah, I do. Um, he has a couple appearances under his belt, got about half an hour tonight. I think he may get about an hour on Sunday, but um, yeah, you know, I think. I, you know, I think we want to see, and you know, getting into the other midfielders, uh, we both have Moreno and Almada uh, being that sort of band of three, and I think we want to see them play together, quite honestly. I think uh, Pineda probably wants to see them play together because, um, I mean, like, individually, you know, they've, they've all been pretty solid to pretty good so far. And so, you know, you would imagine anyway that... Uh, you know, them playing together would, un would unlock the potential of, of all of them. But, you know, who knows? I mean, I, you know, there could be uh, some chemistry things to work out as well. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you have, uh, you know, multiple attacking midfielders on the field, they can get in each other's way a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope that's the lineup we see. And I'm, you know, very curious to see how it works. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we both have all three of them in the attacking midfielders position uh and yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see where uh they interchange how they combine because they all have a moment of magic in them they're all very very skilled players it's just a matter of how can they be cohesive as a unit Araruju, i think definitely always leads that press almada also is a player that uh, is willing to run and so, yeah, it's on Marcelino Moreno as well. His uh, his work rate's pretty good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those where, you know, how can they uh, kind of unlock these defenses that they're playing against, especially against, a, I think, a team that we can kind of uh, go at in Inter-Miami. Yeah. It will be very, very interesting because, as well, we have a willing and able uh, runner up top in Ronaldo Cisneros. Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be very tasty, I feel like, to see how they can all play together. Uh, you know, starting them all off, and it's going to be fun, I think. You know, balls over the top, balls in behind. I mean, I, yeah, Dom Dwyer, he got a brace tonight, but yeah, I think Ronaldo Cisneros uh, yeah. showed that more dynamic ability a little bit. Uh, but you know, mm -hmm. if Dom Dwyer is firing as well, like I, I won't really mind. Who, whomever starts up top, if they can score the goals, who cares? 
Right. Well, and that's the thing, too. I think uh, it does, and, I, you know, I talk about this all the time, but with the striker position, it is more than the goals. I mean, like, yeah, that's the main thing. Uh, but, I mean, like, do you see even teams that uh, where they send a forward doesn't do that much to the scoring? And, you know, at the end of the day, you have uh, the DPs in Arusha and Almada and former DP Moreno. Uh, you know, in theory, they could carry the uh, sort of the scoring load um, and, the uh, you know, goal creating load uh so you know it's just needing your forward to chip in and also uh sort of have like you know make those correct runs have that movement be available for Bring others uh, into the game yeah uh, yeah also a la liverpool in a sense you know the exactly. uh letting the wide forwards uh you know maybe carry the scoring load but also yeah i mean i think there's uh there's more to our play that can improve. Uh, definitely that one-touch uh, play, playing faster, playing quickly. Uh, I think that's a lot of the maybe the knock against Marcelino Moreno is, uh, of course, people are talking about him playing with his head down, not looking for uh, the open man, being maybe too selfish around the box or outside of the box. But yeah, I think uh, you know, with more coaching, with more. Uh, just instructions on like, hey, this is what we need from you guys. I think this is a very, very tasty proposition that uh, yeah. you know we might be able to see for the first time all three together in this next match. So definitely very excited for that. Yeah. But let's get into our score predictions then. Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I know I uh, just uh, talked a lot of shit about Miami, but... <laughs> I don't know the games. Uh, the games between Atlanta and Miami are just weird, right? Like, it, it really is one of those where the form almost doesn't matter. It tends to be cagey. There tends to be some smash and grab. It's almost kind of like Chelsea versus Arsenal. Uh, yeah, I'm still <laughs> very annoyed about that result. They were controlling Salty. the play, and then just Arsenal smash and grab, man. No, but it's uh. I have a feeling that we'll... I think that we can create the chances, especially if uh, the lineup that we think will start does start. Uh, but in terms of finishing, I'm not sure if we'll beat it in this game, so I have 1-1 as a final result. Because I get, I just get the feeling that Pineda would take a point on the road in this one. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of those, uh, hopefully, that doesn't happen. I think that's... Okay, yeah, maybe... I think maybe our first goal is maybe a goal from a center half... Uh, and that starts off the uh, the scoring for the the match, and you know, Inter Miami they find another one to level it, but we're able to find the goods and get a two one win. I think, uh, yeah, we can walk away from Drive Pink Stadium with the three points. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But uh, that pretty much does it for the episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day comes from uh, Twitter user Jolly Zay. He says, Is it time to begin considering that Araruju may be the best player in Atlanta United's history and maybe a top three player in the league? He's looked effortlessly elite so far. 
I think maybe uh, it's a little early to maybe talk about that uh, per se, but an interesting question nonetheless. So we put it to you fans. I'll let you, uh, Mark, answer that real quick if you have thoughts. Seems like you did. Well, uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, certainly one player who would have a shout for best player in LA United history uh, scored a wonder goal today for Newcastle. Um, and so I, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from, and I do think that's kind of the bar is Almiron. Is Arujo as good as Almiron? I think I have to go with Almiron right now. Ooh. Ooh, uh, very, very interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, reserve my thoughts until maybe another time. But, guys, let us know in those comments below what you think. Uh, should definitely, uh, you know, conjure up some interesting conversation. But, and that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for watching.